Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, we are live once again, staying ahead, staying ready to keep having to get ready. We are in the thick of this Mercury retrograde in Aries, which is stationing direct here this weekend on Sunday. So, you know, we need all of the energetic assistance that we can get to maneuver through this weekend successfully in addition to the Mercury Retrograde, no longer being retrograde and stationing direct on Sunday. We have a new moon that day as well in Aries. What's up? Shout out Aries, favorite, all my Aries who stay ready to go. <laughs> Sounds like I can be heard. Let's keep it pushing. So, yeah, um, new moon in Aries, Mercury stationing direct in Aries. The Aries energy is prevalent right now. If you are trying to figure out what other people are going to do and what they're doing and what they're up to, um, you're on the wrong vibration and frequency right now because Aries is all about self. It's all about me. There is a time and season for everything, and when there's prevalent Aries energy, it is time for self. It is time for me. It is time. There's a time to be selfish. There's a time to protect your self-interest. There's a time to be about you. Anytime's a good time to be about you in my books, but definitely during this season, that Mercury stationing direct is going to free that up. Everything you've kind of been mulling over. And is this, you know, should I? And, um, you know, the the ruminating thoughts and all that stuff. <clears throat> that's going to loosen up as a Sunday. That's going to start to free up, and you will be able to more um, effectively be about your business, okay? Um, Mercury retrograde isn't against any of us. It doesn't happen to any of us. It's not a thing that happens to you. It is an astrological and energetic occurrence that, of course, anything we already know, if you've been following Mama Dada Shalji for any length of time, you know that anything and everything that happens out there, it simultaneously and actually is a representation of going on internally within you. The Mercury retrogrades everything about Mercury. We internalize it. We internalize our thoughts and our plans and our um, movements and our communication. And, and, and things can go a little haywire until we get back online, and that's what you're going to kind of sense this weekend is things coming back online, starting to anyway. Um, Mercury will, will not... <clears throat> get out of the retrograde zone it has been in um, until May the 3rd, but as of this weekend, you should notice some significant differences. Yay, we made it. I don't want to speak too soon, but, you know, I say ahead, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. We made it, goddammit. And not without help of spirit. I love that spirit gave us a spread. You can check out the link to yesterday's show. You will get the entire general spread for everybody. It's a timely, powerful message. I'm going to be tapping into it a bit today as I finish up the final four signs that I did not get to finish on yesterday. Um, That's Aquarius, Gemini, Taurus, and Virgo. 
And so you'll hear a little bit of it today. But after I finish up with those four signs, I'm not going to hold you guys long. You know, it's this day, baby. (laughs) And we're in this balsamic mood. The moon went balsamic on yesterday. So there's definitely a dominant energy right now of this. It's in Pisces, okay, the last sign, the final sign. The moon's in Pisces right now. Well, I can't say that. No, it's in Pisces right now. And, um, yeah, 24 degrees. And so um, Kylan is at 29 degrees, by the way, you guys. I'm going to mention that and give you all a heads up on the time and exact time and date of that as well. But um, Kyron's about to make a shift. The same, yes, the same Kyron that was in direct alignment with this Pisces new moon season that we are wrapping up this weekend, okay? So this weekend, with this strong Pisces energy, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel the ending. This balsamic moon is helping. You're going to feel the winding down energy. You're going to feel the release. You're going to feel the surrender and the acceptance and the forgiveness and the merging and the dissolving. That's going to be real strong this weekend leading up to uh, the time of the new moon, which I will give you a spoiler alert right now. The new moon in Aries at 26 degrees and two solar arc minutes of Aries is at 8.57 p.m. Central Time on Sunday, April the 15th, okay? Um, get another another shout-out to my mama's babies that are Aries, my beautiful, precious family members that are Aries. I love y'all. Uh, fire signs activate. How about that? When my sister says yourself, you know I love y'all. We go we go together. We flow together like the fire tribe that we are. We're not going to leave you out, Leo. Shout out to Leo, too. Um, so that's the energy right now. That's why I was saying it was either Facebook or the introduction to the introductory information, the description information for the show here on Blog Talk that, um, you know, the, Spring equinox may not have felt like you could get out the gate real good. Like, man, it ain't winter no more. It's spring. The season change. But this particular area of my life or, or, or um, you know, this particular scenario feels a bit stuck. It feels a bit stagnant. It feels a bit this eight of swords that we got in the overall position for everybody. I'm feeling a little restricted, feeling a little confused, a little powerless, a little negative and pessimistic. You know, which is the the only thing that the Eight of Swords comes along to say, and it's saying for all of us during this Mercury retrograde through May the 3rd, is that that is simply a, a, the, an inner attitude adjustment will get you where you need to be and away from that BS. That's it. Swords, that's mind, that's mental, that's mouth. You can you can think a new thought today. <laughs> you can tell yourself something new today. You can stop lying today. You can practice telling the truth. You can start practicing it. So this particular um, lunation, new moon, it's a new moon, so that's a new feeling, right? New moons, new feelings, new opportunities, new um, intentions, new mindsets, new all new everything, right? Then it's in Aries, this, a sign that has a new feel to it. When you, when you get into Aries, okay, you have to start a whole new astrological cycle. That's what spring equinox represents. For many, they call it astrology day, happy astrology day, because it sets off a brand new zodiac cycle 
when you mess around, messing around in Aries. So we got the new new from the new moon. We got the new new from the Aries. And we have that Mercury stationing direct a mere handful of hours before the new moon. So, yes, my precious, seriously, baby, unlike the Pisces new moon, yes, it, it was uh, not Mercury wasn't retrograde yet. Uh, it, by two days, it literally went retrograde like the next day or two after. Um, but it was in the zone. And and yes, um, uh, the new moon that's here on this weekend, uh, it'll have Mercury direct in its chart. And yes, it will still be in the zone, but it will be in the zone, you know, coming out the gate, going back forward, ready to go, gearing up in this sign of Aries that stay ready to go anyway. Aries, this Aries energy that is, is sitting in, retrograding in, about to station in, is stay ready. So that mental energy movement going to be ready to take off when it stations direct. Message is going to be ready to take off when it stations direct. It may take a while to get up to speed, but it's going, it, it, it'd be different if it was stationing direct in any other sign. I wouldn't necessarily be placing this level of emphasis on this Aries energy, where especially right here, when it's happening within three hours, when Mercury is stationing direct in Aries, within three hours of an Aries new moon cycle beginning, you can pretty much say it's happening at the same time. Okay? So we got to read that together, and that's the power of this Eight of Swords is that very thing. The Mercury, the mind, the swords, the mind, the mouth, Mercury, swords, they go together. And this, this, this immediacy of this Aries energy, just like I said with the Eight of Swords, you can flip it in an instant. I'm so dumb. I, I'll never, I'll, I'll never have this or that. Nobody wants me. In an instant, you can begin to say, I am wise beyond my years. I am highly intelligent. I am well-liked, respected, appreciated. It can, you can change it in an instant. And we get all these cups that show up, including the Ten of Cups, <laughs> the ultimate satisfaction and fulfillment and success that shows up at the bottom of the deck as a reminder, yeah, you change your mind, you change your emotions, you change your mind and your mouth, and you can change your life. That's why Mercury is retrograde in area. You can change you change the way you think about, speak about, be about, uh, move about. Starting with this Ace of Cups that's underneath the Eight of Swords, with the self-love, with the love for self. You, it, if you got uh, Ace of Cups, that's one. Ace is a one. Clearly, one is all you need to get started, and it starts with us. It starts with you. You ain't waiting on nobody to get to your Ten Cups. You get you getting started right there with your one. That's all you need. That's why the Ace of Cups is a card of emotional force. The Ace ain't no punk. Don't sleep on the cup because it's just one of them. One is all you need to get your abundance. Ace of Cups is the card of abundance. One is all you need to get your joy, and it starts with you. Ace of Cups is the card of joy. One is all you need to get your happy news. It's the card of happy news and the beginnings of love. One is all you need to get started. You are all you need to get started. All right. So let's pick it up. Uh, before I get go, going with the uh, finishing out the four, last four signs, 
Um, I want to, I don't care if it's a horoscope show, regular show, I want to pay homage, honor, revere, respect, remember our divine righteous ancestors. Without them, we would not be here. And I also want to remember and shout out Brother Ampu, our fearless leader here at the Interpeace Lighthouse Radio Frequency. Thank you, thank you, thank you for yet another divine opportunity to come together before our audience and share whatever message your spirit wants to channel through me today. We're going to roll with it. Um, yeah. All right, y'all. So that's a, uh, um, we had the, the only card I didn't mention are the two pages at this point, which are flanking. When I say flank, I mean they on each side of that Ace of Cups. I was just gushing and talking about. You see the card of the Ace of Cups, and you see the gushing out of the cup. That's the overflowing. And when I'm always mentioning to you guys to give out of your overflow, you got the Ace and the King in there and a Mercury retrograde. In Aries, so that's about the spacing, directed Aries. We have what we need already. Quit begging, asking, borrowing, needing, stealing. It's unnecessary. Everything you need, you already have it. I had the nerve to, just as a side, I had the nerve to reach out to somebody earlier in the week because I thought for a split second that I needed something. And Spirit wanted to show the very thing that I, I asked this person for. Um, I ended up getting over double that using my my one cup because <laughs> one cup is all I need for some abundance. One cup is all I need for my joy and happiness. One cup is all I need. This is the card of troubles listing when you see the Ace of Cups. One card is all I need to have a celebration. The Ace of Cups is the card of celebration. It represents Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, the water sign. So don't sleep. Uh, in these final couple of few days, we got in this Pisces water, Ace of Cups, new moon cycle. Because you're setting the tone even in these last two, three days for the year to ahead as it relates to this water energy that has been helping us, especially in the Pisces new moon, especially with Mercury retrograding in Aries, wrap some things up. We've been needing to wrap some things up so we can get this spread that we just got with a whole entire row at the bottom full of nothing but pages and aces representing new beginnings. And a ten <laughs> and a ten on the bottom, which is an ending and a new beginning all at the same time. So the spirit's definitely saying don't forget, don't forsake how you're wrapping things up. Everybody with you. Some stuff gotta end. For the best, for the for the sake of all parties involved, some stuff just got in. Everything has to come to an end eventually. And when you begin to be able to see an entire row, when you get to pull a spread with an entire row representing new beginnings, it spirit can't get too much clearer in 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 emphasizing that it's time to be about that new new. Maybe you was waiting on a new moon in Aries to do it. It's time. Maybe you was waiting on Mercury to station direct to do it. It's time. Chiron is about to enter Aries. I mentioned it earlier. I'll go ahead and give you all the stats on that. That's um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, the 17th, 3.09 a.m. Central. Chiron moves out of Pisces where it's been when it lined up with the Pisces new moon this past month. And it's going into the same Aries when we're having our new moon cycle and that Mercury is stationing directing. So if the, if the hold up with you subconsciously, maybe you're not even aware of it, 
been holding you back from your ten cups, your ten cups of success and satisfaction and glowing and fulfillment and family and good fortune that comes after difficulty. Your loveness is all up in the ten cups. That's paradise. That's dream life. Come on. It's a Pisces card, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So maybe that thing that's been, you haven't even perceived it if it's been unconscious, but the thing that's been keeping you from your ten cups is you you trying to skip over the eights and go straight to the ten. We gotta start at the eight. We ha- we must start at um, our our self love. The ace of cups to me is I just always see it as self love um, at at its base, and then right underneath the ace of swords, the inner attitude, needing to make a mental shift, needing to make a different decision, like we already got that message about before, making a different decision that I'm no longer putting others in front of me. I will continue to love others, share with others, um, bond with others, you know, share experiences with others, but not at my expense, not at the expense of being flanked here by these two pages, not at the expense of my inner child, not at the expense of what she needs daily to have a strong inner attitude, to stay out of a mental prison, to stay out of powerlessness, restrictedness, confusion, negativity, temptation, pessimism, turmoil, in order to keep my little, my young, my child self, my inner child self happy, ace of cups happy, I need to tend to to her first. Or I'll never see this ten ten cups if I never deal with my ace. I'm not waiting on the second cup. The, the, The two of cups didn't come up in this spread. This is the Mercury retrograde and Aries spread I'm doing. Aries is about self. I told y'all that out the gate. And we got an entire row, really the entire spread that's talking about self quite heavily. So, two Aquarius, Aquarius, I don't remember what I started saying <laughs> about you guys on yesterday. I am uh, taking a look at you guys' um, it's on the tip of my tongue, your astrology as well as the uh, Mercury still retrograde, y'all, and it's getting closer to station, so y'all better be glad I did the broadcast today and not closer to Sunday because <laughs> that would have been a whole other ballgame. I'm sitting here really looking for what I'm trying. Oh, I never pulled it up. Okay, but I do have up y'all's cards. So, Aquarius, y'all had the page of Pentacles, that was your main card, and the Six of Cups just happened to be at the bottom of the deck. So, you know, oh, yeah, I was mentioning to y'all because y'all are really vibrating, Aquarius, y'all are really vibrating with Leo, your opposite, who's got the Seven of Pentacles, Sag, the sextile to you guys, Aquarius, so they got Seven of Pentacles. And then um, Libra, so air sign to you, Aquarius, and um, Cancer also got Pentacles cards in, in their uh, for their personal card, and y'all, y'all coming, Aquarius coming up as a page of that energy corroborates with these other pages in the main spread, and it's just a reminder to you for certain through March, uh, May the third, to continue to ground yourself. Okay, 
uh, Aquarius, y'all stay ready to take off anyway on some old <laughs> electromagnetic, like, y'all stay ready in an instant to switch it up, change it, do some old sudden, different, out of the box, or uh, um, unordinary, unorthodox. So y'all don't need any introduction to that. Clearly with this page being an introductory energy, what you do need uh, to reintroduce yourself to, remember, I titled this uh, spread for everybody, Allow Me to Reintroduce Myself. So what you are being shown to reintroduce yourself to um, in the uh, now through May 3rd for certain real con- in a concentrated way is a real grounded energy of practicality, the money. Um, Brother Ampu Aquarius, y'all know, he's been about that. So he's already embodying this message. That's how you know you're... When y'all hear me do these horoscopes, if you're like, oh, I'm already there. Oh, you know, I've been doing that. You're in the flow of spirit, and spirit is just coming to almost give you a confirmation of that and say, okay, baby, go ahead, keep it up, go further, go harder, you know. And if you're not, it's time to redirect your energy. So you can be reintroduced to some aspects of you. This whole spread, remember, is about you, Aries, so. Um, so you can be reintroduced to aspects of you if you're in Aquarius with the aspects of you that are realistic and practical and does well in school. You could be a student with this energy, uh, 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 reintroducing yourself to your ability to be patient and your ability to be diligent, Aquarius, and in so doing, be admired. Yeah, all these page of pinnacles qualities are very admirable. And with the Six of Cups at the bottom of the deck for you, it could, it's a few different interpretations. This could be familiar territory to you. You know, Saturn is the ancient ruler of Aquarius, so there's, there is an inherent sense of stability and structure and discipline and success that Aquarius carries. Um, and so it could be that, just you being the, the title of the spread, you being reintroduced to these aspects of yourself that you hadn't really in a concentrated way tapped into in a while. It could also be with the Six of Cups at the bottom of Aquarius that you are just, uh, because of you reintroducing yourself to being the very embodiment of these Page of Pentacles energies, that you see a sudden wave of good luck, um, that it is healing to you, that you are in a position now to enjoy some, you know, some just simple joys. Just, you know, how you... you you got access to everything and anything and all manner of abundance, and all you want is a damn, you know, strawberry sundae. Like, that would just make your day. It's so simple. It's not expensive, but that that would really make you happy temporarily in that moment if you could get you one today. It's kind of like that Aquarius. So um, just the simple joys, just the that, that describes um, the contentment of <clears throat> The Six of Cups, most people automatically go to the, that this is a part of your childhood. Once again, that could, if you did, you do have the pace, so it definitely could be hitting more on that in frequency, Aquarius, where, um, to remind you, because Aquarius, y'all kind of get a bad rap for being cold and detached, and I know better. I know more through my experience and observation that that really is, but that is the rap y'all get in case you didn't know. And so this Six of Cups could also just be, you showing that more. Allow the title of the spread is allow me to reintroduce myself. And so maybe it's been a while since the people around you have seen the part of yourself from back in the day, from childhood, before we got all conditioned and stuff. Um, and and that would it would just be a simple thing. 
to show, show some warm interest, you know, to somebody that needs it who is not so Aquarius, air, dry, detached, cold, you know, come across as and, and, and really could um, appreciate that that type that level of TLC, okay? So that's my word for y'all, Aquarius. Um, Gemini, Gemini, y'all actually got the Ten of Cups. What? Anybody mad? That's the devil. Y'all got the Ten of Cups. We got the Ten of Cups with my Gemini rising. So um, we got the Ten of Cups with the Three of Swords on the bottom. And so um, Gemini really, with the, you know, Mercury's your ruler, and it's doing its thing this weekend. It's stationing, so that means it's very extremely strong. And um, it, even though y'all got the three or four, then yes, this is the part of uh, betrayal and uh, trauma and painful growth, you know, sorrow, heartbreak. Uh, I see this more as, especially if you've made this eight of swords in the overall position for everybody, if you've made this eight of swords adjustment during this Mercury retrograde. If you extrapolated the Mercury retrograde in Aries lessons and you made the adjustment with the card right beneath it, the Ace of Cups, you made the adjustment towards self-love, towards filling your own cup to overflowing first to where you can give out of your overflow because you that gum show can't give what you don't have. If you have done that work in a, in conjunction with these two pages that are flanking it, um, checking in with that inner child, how she or he feels and what she he or she thinks with the page of cups and the page of swords, then Gemini, you're being shown here with these two cards, primarily your main card, the ten of cups, you're being shown everything that comes as a direct result of that. You're glowing, Gemini. God damn it, you're glowing. You're glowing. You got access to perpetual success, joy, perspective, success, fulfillment, family, good fortune that comes after difficulty, that comes after this three of swords that's on the bottom. That's why this three of swords is a coming to cancel out the ten. Uh, if anything, the ten, the fives and the tens that are so strong and significant, that would trump the three anyway. So you're being uh, reminded that, that you're going to continue to enjoy the end of hostility, Gemini. You're going to continue to enjoy happiness, good luck, community affairs, social affairs. Um, the motto that today, Gemini, my life gives me everything I need to be happy. You're going to have perpetual happiness, Gemini, going forward through beyond May the 3rd when we get out of the Mercury Retrograde Zone. As you continue to be willing, it's, you, it's your cards that came all up in this spread. The eight, eight of swords is the Jupiter and Gemini card. The page of swords in our future position is the Gemini card. So you, your spirit really wants you to know that as you continue to mind, M-I-N-D, mind your mind uh, and mind your heart, the the other part of the spread that's not Gemini cards are cup cards. And even in your own personal card, you got a cup card, ten of cups. You continue to mind your heart and mind your mind, and you will enjoy perpetual success. It, it, yeah, it just rolls off the tongue. It's so easy. I can take 30 to 
45 seconds to say a real quick message to you, Gemini, this sounds so sweet, put you on your feet. But obviously with these eight fours, obviously with these three fours, it ain't always easy. Sometimes you got to deal with negative attitudes, either within yourself or dealing with others. Sometimes you got to deal with people that's acting all confused, the powerless, and victimized. Sometimes you got to deal with a little betrayal and a little trauma and a little, but there's growth that comes from that. The three of swords, if that's your reminder at the bottom of the deck, is reminding you there's growth that comes from that. This is a set. Three of swords is a Saturn and Libra card. Lesson, hard heart, smart lesson in Libra. The very sign of this Libra full moon will wrapping up as well, Gemini. Let it go. This is the card. Three of swords is the card of emotional release. This is the card of bleeding out. Let your heart bleed out. Let your heart bleed out because, baby, when you get to the end of that, you got ten cups waiting on you. You got perpetual success waiting on you. It's, it, it's waiting on you because the card is here. That's it, Gemini. The card is here. <laughs> And you got the card that's the bottom of the deck reminder for us all. So you don't think that's so you all up in the main spread, Gemini. You don't think your message right now is your personal general message is significant? Taurus. Taurus for you, you've got the sword, okay, to corroborate all these other swords going on. So Taurus Venus is in your sign, baby. That is not the end-all, be-all. That doesn't mean, okay, Venus is in your sign, so life should be, like, completely easy, completely stress-free, you know, all that. But it does bring the ease. Now, that's what Venus do. Wherever she goes, she bringing ease. She bringing beauty. She's bringing comfort. She's bringing pleasure. She's bringing, you know, peace when she comes through, diplomacy, tactfulness. She bringing it. She bringing that harmony, that balance when she comes through. And so you actually, with this four fours, got the Jupiter in Libra card, okay, as opposed to uh, uh, Gemini's Saturn in Libra card. So where they're having to release and let go in that three, you've already done that. You have the four. And this is where you get, that's why it's Jew. It's no longer the Saturn, the hard, the hard, the smart, the stuff, the betrayal, the trauma, the sorrow. Now it's Jupiter, the great benefic turn to maneuver through these Libran, um, this Libran area of space, okay? So now it becomes more about these benefits that come from releasing. The benefits that come from painful growth towards is the ease that you experience when you get to rest. We're in a balsamic moon right now, and so this is especially uh, significant towards rest, okay? Um, you also, depending on your chart now, depending on your ascendant, if you have a Taurus ascendant, you could be experiencing, yeah, for every Taurus, Aries is your 12th house, baby. So that's the other reason y'all getting this message. Y'all are coming up on a 12th house season. Where it is, everybody is going to be focused on. I just got through doing a whole spiel about Aries and beginnings and the whole three um, cards in the bottom row are aces and pages, new beginnings. Uh, Taurus, y'all got the four swords <laughs> to corroborate the fact that y'all are having the 12th house season. That's just all it is to it. That's not bad. It's just different. 
it's literally going to be different for you than everybody else. I know somebody with this placement, so and I can corroborate that this is the truth. This is the case. So how it, it's more of this Piscean energy, it's more of this balsamic moon energy where you're winding it down, you're wrapping things up, you're quietly preparing. You're all these four swords, keywords, it perfectly these, it, even one of the key words for the four of swords even has to do with 12th house Pisces Neptune dreams. Four of swords is the card of informational dreams. It's the card of meditation, um, intensive care, taking a time out, going to your sanctuary, your quiet place, regrouping, coming to terms, receiving spiritual support, prioritizing, um, experiencing a personal low. It's not bad. But it's it's a da- it's downtime. It's a timeout. You got the five of swords at the bottom as the bottom of the deck reminder towards. So in so while you're in your downtime, your timeout over the next pretty much month. I mean, um, this is really through May third for the Mercury retrograde. Um, but your twelfth house season would end. Uh, not 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 that long after, not that long after. I'm looking at it now just to make sure. May the third. That's when Mercury gets out of the zone, and then May the fifteenth, you're gonna get from a twelfth house uh, uh, season to a first house season because the new moon on the fifteenth of May is gonna be in your sign. So it'll be if it's if it's in your sign, it's first house. The month before it's in your sign, it's the last house, the 12th house. So while you're waiting on your new moon for it, give yourself some downtime. And this five of swords at the bottom of the deck says that while you're in your time out, downtime, changing your mind up, and then making sure that you're sure while you're in downtime, you get to once again prioritize and regroup. Because what? about the things you want to bust through the front doors with when you do have your first house, it's my time to shine new moon in tourist season coming up in May, in the middle of May. So that's why Spirit gave you these messages. The five of swords at the bottom of the deck is reminding you to stay open to change. It's the change card with some more Venus on it for you. It's the Venus and Aquarius card. So it's the overcoming. It's the overcoming. You're, you're, the fact that you're even in a position to go into your sanctuary and rest and get, receive spiritual support and come to terms with stuff and meditate, that's a blessing. That's a blessing that you even have are in the opportunity, in a position to change your mind, to do something different, to make a different decision. So it's almost like for you, particularly, Taurus, that this Mercury retrograde energy is kind of going to linger for you. Why, where everybody else is going to feel a lot fresher out the gate, ready to go, you're not going to feel that way uh, really until uh, next month, May 15th. Let me hit you to this game as well. On May 15th, for the day of the Taurus new moon, Uranus also goes into Taurus, okay? Uranus also goes into Taurus that day. Uranus is a, 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 a larger transiting planet, so it moves slower, it takes longer. 
So the fact that this has converged on this same day, Taurus, that's no um, small thing that governs Aquarius. You literally got that card at the bottom of your reading. Um, so Spirit was saying on the way out the door, I did, oh, I didn't forget. And this is a, a, a right now message for you to chill the fuck out. Don't fuck up. Excuse my French. Um, what you got coming out of impatience. Don't mess it up because Instead of resting, Taurus, you're, you're over there acting restless. Don't be over there acting restless. Take advantage of this downtime because things are shifting and changing for you mightily, and spirit wants you to be rested up for it. Last but never least, um, Virgo. Virgo, you got the Four of Wands with the Ace of Cups, okay? So... Uh, it's a, it's a it's a celebration. It's a celebration. You being you re reintroducing yourself, Virgo, is definitely talking about um a beautiful stability in as you move forward, Virgo, you may find with your earth self anyway, you, you tend towards stability, but um you may find more success in in your movements, in the in the moves you make, uh, with the four of wands going forward and that's what this downtime has been about for you is getting clear on that for you. That's what I was looking And some I just know by heart and some Okay, but I can't wait on that. So uh y'all know after Sunday I won't be able to say this. I just have to be like I wasn't ready, but I just, oh, here they are. Um, sorry, Virgo. You know I love y'all. Y'all got the Ace of Cups underneath uh, um, as a reminder, which is our the main card of, in the present in our spread. So that self-love, that abundance that you don't have to wait on nobody else for, it's already within you. Um, the Four of Wands is just saying that, it really is in you. It really is in you. The Four of Wands is the Venus in Aries card. You don't think that has something to do with self when it, as it relates to celebrating and excitement and improvements, especially domestic improvements, improvements on the home front, Virgo, potentially moving, not necessarily. Um, it is a card of surprising news, so you may not be planning to move and end up moving, doing something new as it relates to that. Um, but your life, if you do, uh, uh, um, Virgo, it's probably going to be a really good surprise. You're probably going to love it because the Ace of Cups underneath for you, especially because it's in our main spread, especially because it corroborates with the Ten of Cups at the bottom of our main spread, um, it's probably going to be something uh, surprising that you like. It's probably going to be a good surprise, and it's probably going to impact the beautifully your stability. That's just what Venus is. Even when Venus is in Aries, like the Four of Wands card suggests, there, she still brings the ease and the comfort. She still brings the pleasure. She still makes it enjoyable. She may be the lesser benefic, but she's a benefic nonetheless. That's what I have for y'all with the tarot. I'm going to mention a few more different things and see if we have any um, callers on the line as well that, that have their hand raised. And then we'll, I'll let y'all go. I, I know... I got a million and one things. I know y'all do too. It ain't easy being 
high vibrational. This shit don't. I may make it look easy, but goddamn it, <laughs> the real deal over here. Like it ain't easy being a super savvy. And with with once again as a reminder, with everything we have converging and going on this weekend, it's not necessarily going to be easy. Aries is not the easiest of energies. I just got off of a um, a live with Brother Ampu, and he was he was suggesting. <laughs> that we take care of Aries as ruler of Mars in a particular way. I, I endeavor probably just because I'm super sad to, to merge with it. Jupiter used to rule Pisces before it ruled Sagittarius. And uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say it that way. Before Neptune ruled Pisces, Jupiter ruled Pisces along with it is my natural tendency to uh, either if you can't merge with it, rise above it. That's my mo. I ain't gotta blow nothing up. Let's just deal with the shit and 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 you know, especially with this Libra full moon energy, did me some good because I really got to, um, especially while Mercury's still retrograde and just mull over these different ways that I can begin to incorporate harmony and in diplomacy. I mean, I have just been disarming people. <laughs> People been jumping super with me and all kind of stuff, and I just, I pull, I got a YouTuber I like to listen to. She, I have never heard this lady raise her voice above much more than a whisper. Her children will come in the room while she's recording. Her husband will come in the house while she's recording. And she, she never raises that voice, baby. That's my thing. And one of the best to ever do it, even though she did come out here this week and say that she's been dealing with um, some mental issues, Mariah Carey, she's an Aries. I believe she has an Aries moon, too. Um, And, baby, you ain't never seen somebody do it so goddamn cold when, uh, because she'll be, like, getting interviewed. And the interview, you know how interviewers will do. They'll say something just to get a reaction out of you. (laughs) And Mariah will sit up there and she'll do a, such and such so say something about you and da 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 and she'll say, oh, uh, who is that? Like, she don't even know them. Like, I ain't heard nothing about that. I don't even know who that is. Like, she's not finna go toe-to-toe. And so that, that's been more of what I've been um, observing about this energy and experiencing it that, Yes, Aries on the low vibration this weekend, i.e. Mercury Station direct in Aries and the moon in Aries. Yes, there's potential for um, on the lowest of vibration arguments, getting cussed out, cussing somebody out, uh, getting into a fight, getting into an accident. You know, just that energy is so prevalent, we have to talk about it. Uh, going to war with somebody, going back and forth with someone, um, that is fair. Um, but Chiron, I think Chiron coming into Aries just two days after this, I really think if, if, if anything does pop off this weekend, not that Chiron is going to just magically heal it two days later, but I think we'll, be, we'll have an acute awareness um, even more so after that point that we come to meet ourselves at the level of our wounding. We'll come to meet ourselves more in inside the context. If, if if you're if you're doing if you're not doing the work, it's gonna manifest low vibration. It's gonna be some arguments. It's gonna be some war. You're gonna be going head to head, toe to toe with somebody. If you're manifesting the Aries energy proactively, just like Aries and Mars like it, 
if you're accessing it high vibrationally, just like a high vibrating fire sign would like it, then you're going to be so focused on self. It was somebody in the chat when uh, Brother Ampu was doing the live earlier, and we were talking about Aries, and he said self-improvement. I always say self-love with Aries. But, yeah, self-improvement, anything pertains to self, anything pertains to you and everything that is connected to you. Chiron's going into Aries. i got to look at the duration of that. It's going to be there quite a while. Um, That energy is going to definitely assist us with meeting ourselves at the level of our wounds and healing. And in so healing ourselves, especially with Chiron entering um, Aries, as a matter of fact, necessarily positioning ourselves to be a healing vibration, a healing resonance harmoniously with others, okay? Um, I believe, okay, I thought I saw somebody with their hand up. I appreciate you guys. Um, shout out to Miss Pretty online in the chat. I see you. Husband kisses. Thank you. Sending love right back your way. I appreciate that. Um, and to all those that are listening online and called in on the line, um, I know I got y'all in the middle of the day. I'm not late night creeping today. Uh, so before I go, let me run down just a couple more points about the week, this um, critical week. Um, shortly after, it's so interesting, the astrology right now, shortly after the new moon in Aries, actually, <laughs> is going to enter Taurus. Uh, the new moon in Aries is on the 15th on Sunday. The sun enters Taurus on the 19th. So, I mean, the energy is going to remain. Don't get it twisted. We are going to be in a new moon in Aries season, 28 days. Uh, but the sun is going to start activating this same Taurian energy that Venus is already in and soothing and easing the way for the sun to enter there. So the energy is going to shift. I'll talk to you see y'all more about that um, next time. I definitely want to put the key and put the emphasis on uh, the Uranus energy. Not only is uh, the sun entering Taurus on the 19th, but just a day before that, the same sun at 28 degrees, the next to last degree of Aries, is aligning with Uranus there at the 28th degree. So the energy of uh, Aries is strong because of that, you know, amplified. But Uranus is going to have something to say about it, too, since the sun is lining up with Uranus there in Aries, um, which Uranus also leaves the retrograde zone uh, right after that on April 19th to 9 a.m. at 28 degrees. Uranus leaves the zone uh, from when it went retrograde. So Uranus will be like full steam ahead and you know, in new territory, uh, it's going to the Taurus uh, next month anyway. So uh, this energy of technology, of sudden and unexpected things, of breakthrough, that's one of my favorite Uranus keywords. The main Uranus keyword is just change. Things are changing because Mercury facing direct. Things are changing because we're having a new moon and a new sign, Aries. Things are changing because Uranus is leaving the retrograde zone. Things are changing because right after the new moon in Aries, the sun goes into Taurus. Sun, wherever the sun is aligned, right now it's lining up with Uranus. It, it brings focus there, our attention there. It warms it up, warms it up first. It, it 
it directs our attention to, in this case, urine. It's directing our attention to change. And change in Aries, urine is in Aries, sun in Aries. Change, focus on change as it relates to self. Whatever you're lack, you perceive yourself to be lacking, whatever, you know, situation you want to be in that you perceive yourself not to be in, all the energy is here to do something about it. All the energy is here to make a different decision. All the energy is here to initiate something new. It just takes a thought, a word, a moment and to be inspired to do something new. I'm going to take a different route when I go where I'm going today. I'm going to make it a point to talk to this person today that I tend to avoid, but seriously need to initiate this war. Pages towards initiate this communication. Be it pages towards is engaging. The page of towards is witty and talkative and courageous. Once again, I ain't scared to go talk to such so I'm doing. I'm doing. And if you are still scared, then prepare because that's what the eight of swords is saying too. You can flip that thing upside down, and instead of feeling restricted, I can't go talk to them. They don't. They don't want to hear what I got to say. It's that negative attitude, pessimistic. Instead of that, flip that to an inner attitude that says, you know what? I love myself enough to hear what I have to say. And I, I, do, I believe that someone else, if I give them a chance, that they could want to hear what I have to say as well. And, and even if they don't, you know, the, all these new, fresh page ace energies, change energies with the sun lining up with Uranus, Switch it up. The beautiful thing about Uranus, you're not confined. Uranus is freedom. You can think outside the box. You can step outside the box. You can, uh, you, what box? You can, you can do whatever you want with Uranus. You can switch it up. It's a genius frequency. If you can think it up and do it, you can do that too. You're not confined. You're not bound. You've been worried about everybody else but you for 30 years. Okay, guess what? You can switch it up starting today and begin to check in with your inner children and ask your inner child and ask yourself, what do I need? What, what, do I need? what do I feel? What do I think? What do I need? What do I want? It matters. And until we place that degree of uh, emphasis on self, just like the, the, the alignments are right now, sun and Aries, putting the emphasis. I just told you where the sun is, that's where the focus is. Putting the emphasis right now on self at 23 degrees of Aries. Mercury, that's the station at 4 degrees of Aries, putting the emphasis of our mind, Mercury, our mind on self. Mind on self, focus on self. Uranus is still in Aries until next month. Our genius frequency in self. Our genius is in, in, in staying connected to our inner children. Can't go wrong. Chiron can enter there and help you discover that even more when it gets into Aries this coming week. This week that we're in, actually. This year in a few days. Chiron, where'd he go? Oh, the 17th. So, yeah, in a few days, three, four days, less than four days. Um, Venus has got a lot to say here in the next few days as well. So, once again, Venus in Taurus. Um, Venus at the 20th degree is going to be opposing Jupiter on the 17th at 1.59 a.m. Central. 
Uh, Venus uh, at the 21st degree of Taurus is going to be trining Pluto at 21 degrees Capricorn. Um, and so at 8.04 a.m. Central, once again, Venus in Taurus is really beneficial now because when I mentioned yesterday all the stuff that's going on in Capricorn and how we are definitely being called on Capricorn energy squares, all this Aries energy, that's the challenge, that's needing to make adjustments, that's needing to turn a corner. So that Venus being in Taurus is a trine, a harmonious, beautiful, easing, flowy trine to this Capricorn energy. So, you know, whatever you're going to, even this eight of swords showing up, if you're in turmoil right now, if you're feeling powerless, restricted, negative, imprisoned, stagnant, pessimistic right now, the cards are here to say that it's by choice. You may not have a conscious awareness that you're choosing that. Spirit is here to to mention to you that uh, you're doing it. If, if you're feeling those kinds of ways right now, it's you that's doing it. You, self, Aries, all these aces and pages, it's you. Check in with your inner child. Ask yourself what, go back, go back to the, 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 the youngest version of yourself that you can remember. Chiron entering Aries on the 17th, 3 9 a.m. Central is going to help you do this. Go back to where you first got wounded, to where you first felt powerless, to where you first felt stagnant, to where you first felt confused and restricted and tempted and turmoil. And check in with him or her and ask him or her what they need. That's the genius. That's this Uranus genius frequency. That's where your breakthrough is going to come from, Uranus. That's where your change is going to come from, Uranus. That's going to help you step outside of the box you put yourself in probably way back then. That's restriction right there, being in the damn box. Do that. We don't do that. I, I didn't. I wasn't raised that way. Who cares? Venus and Taurus um, and, uh, is definitely going to help with that as well, okay? Venus brings the ease. Uh, when we're talking about Venus opposite Jupiter, watch out. Watch out for overdoing it <laughs> this coming up week, this coming up season. Watch out for too much of a good thing. I know we have all these page, uh, page and ace energies with the ten of cups. Boy, all your cups filled up with drink. You know, uh, that's what this Venus uh, opposite Jupiter is just a reminder um, of, of good feelings. You got the lesser benefic Venus opposite the greater benefic Jupiter. They both benefic. So once again, whenever we're talking about Jupiter, take it from a super fast. There can be too much of a good thing. Overindulging at being excessive, excessive in your pleasures, okay? Um, the opposition can be a tug of war. You can tell when it's a tug of war, when you fight and just face over and you fight and just, you know, not be under the influence of whatever the substance is. It can be freaking sugar. I don't care. Um, it can be a tug of war or it can be the perfect balance where, you know, Venus is like the money, you know, and Jupiter is like the wealth. So maybe you, um, in a high vibration, could find yourself just 
um, planning uh, well-deserved benefits, vacation, uh, indul- where you plan your indulgence. Okay, I haven't, I did, I did, uh, you know, the winter challenge, and I did this, and I did that. So, yeah, I'm going to let, I'm going to, I know coming up here, I'm going to have a day where I let myself get my strawberry Sunday. I'm going to let myself get that new that outfit. Do that little extra, whatever it is. Just keep it in balance. That's what Venus opposite Jupiter is encouraging you to do. Um, it's really good for relationships, of course. Venus does kind of govern our social sociability relationships and things like that. Um, once again, just watch it because under this influence, you'll get around your friends, you'll get around the the fam that you kick it with and stuff like that. And you'll go too far. <laughs> you'll spend too much. You'll spend money you don't have just, you know, in the spirit of uh, enjoying yourself. Um, it, with the Venus trine, that was the Venus opposition to, to Jupiter. Uh, I told y'all. In addition to that, Venus is also trining Pluto. That's a gift. That's easy. That's harmonious. So that's cool, especially considering Pluto's in the mix. Um, real intensity, okay? It could be intensity when it comes to, like, attractiveness, and especially with Venus, come on, intense attraction. Um, if if you're not out here trying to, man- low-bot Pluto out here trying to manipulate and control, uh, <laughs> I hear all kind of stuff from, especially women, it's so funny. Um, even men, you know, it's it's a lot of y'all heard the headlines all through the week. It's, I even on two shows ago, I was mentioning the fabulous thing, and then, you know, it just I don't even want to start mentioning names, but this right here, you won't be you won't go wrong if you're not afraid to feel. If you're afraid to feel, that's when you're gonna flip into Lobot Pluto and be like, uh-uh, I can't feel this. Uh, I got to control it. Uh, I got to control their feelings. You know, that's when it gets easily. It's a trying now. So as easily as it can be good, it, it could be it's that easy to be on the low vibe and, and, and be on some stuff. Obsession. This is like on the low vibe, this can be like obsession, you know, uh, fatal attraction looking at, you know what I mean? So the highest way to come in at this is uh I think appreciation of intensity and intense emotions, and you can't get there if you don't like to feel. Venus is also the money, so this in a trine to Pluto could, you know, be like extreme um, pleasure. It could be extreme when it comes to values and valuables, so that talks more about like luxury, you know, luxurious, luxury items, things like that. And so maybe, especially during this week with Mercury coming back online, going direct, new, all this new energy for primarily everybody but Taurus. Taurus, y'all still can do some new stuff. It's just going to be in a different area of space. Get with me if you want more details on that specifically uh, for you personally. But um, the desire is going to be strong to be social. The desire is going to be intense and extreme to be uh loving and, and, and comfortable. So, you know, be that. Bring that. Bring that ease and the comfort and, the, and and mind your level of attraction, your point of attraction by remaining thankful. You 
keeping that gratitude and appreciation level, especially starting with self now. You've got to start with self. If you don't appreciate yourself, you will be easily manipulated and controlled by others. Um, they will find they will find a value in you where you don't, and they will have their way with you. <laughs> and quite easily, right now with Venus trying Pluto, so you know don't don't come into a situation at a deficit, needing a goddamn thing, or somebody during this time to take full advantage of that. Um, it's a trying. I mean, it's a really good, beautiful um, aspect if you're vibing high on your self-love, your self-confidence, your self-worth, your um, knowing and appreciating who you are. So I'll leave it like that on that good, positive, five-eye note. And make sure I hit everything else. I think I did. The, the only void period you got to concern yourself with coming up um, on the 16th, well, the day after the new moon on Monday, 12.59 a.m., so you'll likely still be in bed, uh, but, and, and you'll likely still be in bed when the moon enters Taurus here at 3.51 a.m. Central. When you rise up on Monday, the moon's going to be in Taurus already. So that could feel very anti-Aries energy because once you get out of Aries with Mars, it's ready to go and everything, you hit Taurus and it's like, bam, brick wall. You know, things slow down significantly, but you, the moon's going to be there, so you should enjoy it. You should enjoy slowing down to, 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 you know, take your shoes off and walk barefoot in the grass and, you know, instead of, like, swallowing your food in two swallows, like, chewing it and really savoring the different flavors. And it's like that. It's really sensual. It's really, um, it feels good. Or it's a by Venus. So there's, there's going to be even more kind of, ease and comfort, which is a good energy for Chiron to enter Aries in. So it should feel good. Um, the 17th, uh, 5.05 p.m., the 17th is, uh, I know listening on the radio, it's like, what day is it? It's the 17th, and it's my computer when we're so slow. Um, Tuesday, 17th, uh, 5.05 p.m. Central, the moon aligns with Venus and goes void from 5.05 p.m. there on Tuesday to Wednesday, rising 7.02 a.m. Central when it enters Gemini. At that point, the Mercury energy is going to be strong again because the moon's going to be in Gemini. Mercury will have already stationed direct, so that mercurial energy is even more so starting to come online after that point, Wednesday rising. And that's when we have the sun alignment with Uranus uh, that day as well. Uranus leaves the zone. The sun enters Taurus. I'm running through these real quick because I'm so going to be back on the air unless a random act of God happens and it's just not meant to be. <laughs> I'm going to be back on the air by Wednesday when the moon's in Gemini and Mercury is ruling and your Mercury rule one, you know, is going to be on here celebrating Mercury being direct again. Um, and then we'll head in, into this uh, sun entering Taurus. Uh, the moon's going to go void one more time this week. April the 20th um, should be Friday, 7.05 a.m. Central. And, yeah, Friday. And uh, it's only void for a couple of hours. At 9.26 a.m. Central, the moon enters Cancer. So I'll be back to talk with you all about much, much more. Things. Let me check back in with the chat and the phone lines, and I will let y'all go.
stay connected. Thank you, Miss Pretty. I love your energy, too. <laughs> Wonderful. Good shout out for you. Good for you being grounded. Good, good, good. All the, these pinnacles energies the sign has. So you're, you're on the right track, definitely. All right, y'all. Stay connected to myastrologycoach.com. Shout out, Brother Ampu. Stay connected to um, Imagination Guru, Minister Ju. Woo, woo. And, of course, stay connected to your world healer right here at Mama Daughter Astrology on the NFC Flighthouse Radio Frequency. Thank you for the astro love gift. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Peace. Bye.